0: we got a little bit of rain. I mean, some of the grass liked it. All right. We could have used a lot more. And sadly, the amount of rain that we got really isn't changing the picture for something that we've been talking about recently on the show, which is our local aquifers. Uh, As a result of the drought that we've been experiencing here in northwest Washington, of all places, welcome back this morning to the Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop here with you on KGMI. You probably heard it earlier in the week here on KGMI about what's happening out near Ferndale. And this is impacting the farming community. I think we actually talked a little bit with uh, Whatcom Family Farmers Executive Director Fred Lickle last week here on the show about wells. Um, running dry in the Ferndale area. It certainly impacted some residents in that area going back even starting into July, I believe, uh, or, or maybe before, but it also uh, began impacting a dairy farm. We have that dairy farmer with us on the program right now, uh, as well as the treasurer of the Bakerview Water Association on which that dairy relies for the water for its cows to drink. Uh, and his name is Kevin Mayock. So, uh, Kevin and uh, Rod, welcome to the program. Rod, first I want to start with you. What What is it like? You know, here we're, we talk about farming issues. What's it like to be a farmer and suddenly have the water that you need for your cows to be in jeopardy? That's got to be a bad feeling.
1: Yeah, it comes, comes down to uh, action has to be taken right away and you run to whatever sources you can find which uh, <clears throat> ended up we were just partially uh, some you know bringing our water in yep so then we had to go to hauling in which uh, becomes uh, critical as far as uh, we have a reservoir that we pump into for the association mm-hmm. but try to keep uh, the volume going and not you know probably working on the bottom half of the reservoir in order to keep room for when we bring in water. And then also uh, coordinating it with the ones that are hauling it because they were pretty busy with other places too.
0: Now what we're talking about here is water for the cows to drink, right? And we're not talking about irrigation water, which I think a lot of people think of when they think of farming.
1: No, this is strictly domestic water for either the farm or for our uh, 13 residents that are hooked up on our association.
0: Okay, so yeah, the the association supplies the farm water for the cows to drink, and I'm sure for you and your family as well. And then uh, 13 other residents, uh, residences, services there. Probably, you know, uh, a few different families. Several, you know, you know, a bunch of people, really, if you start adding it all up, reply, rely on this water. Um, But here's a a far, I mean, how much water does a a cow drink? I I know I've heard this stat in the past, but they drink a decent amount of water because they're producing milk, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, there's uh, the cows producing milk, also the young stock and everything, but, and that, changes with the weather too during some of this we had some of them hot 90 degree days and yeah. then your uh, consumption is changing so the amount of water that we need for everybody changes too so we were having to monitor at least twice a day where we were
0: were you able with you know bringing in water and trucking in water to to keep the cows watered well enough i mean does that start to affect their health or how much milk they can produce
1: yeah, it would it would affect them, and uh, basically we were able to uh, keep keep the flow going and mm. uh, had a good supplier, you know, giving us uh, bringing in the water and that too. So we never really uh, got into a critical stage there, but we were down pretty low two or three times.
0: Well, yeah, you got to know that you have that buffer because uh, all those cows are relying on you. And as you talked about with Jason Upton uh, earlier in the week, you know, cows can't just get up and go find water somewhere else. Um, They aren't just free to roam wherever they would like to. uh, So they very much rely on you. Um, to make sure they have water. Again, talking with Rod Erickson, he's a dairy farmer, uh, along with his, his son, Kent, uh, up in the Ferndale area, just north of Ferndale out there, on this water association that it had its well run dry. And also, um, as we introduced just a few moments ago, we have with us this morning, the treasurer for that water association, uh, Bakerview Water Association, Kevin Mayock. Welcome to uh, our conversation as well, uh, Kevin and... and explain what you folks were going through you have been jumping through all kinds of hoops and and ended up finding some dead ends as far as trying to find a solution um to protect uh, your customers and rod's dairy and 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 to be able to continue providing water
2: that's true And I guess the, um, you know, when the emergency hit us, it really started early part of July, and we started purchasing water at that point, and uh, essentially our well output, existing well output, dropped off to the point where we were buying about 10,000 gallons a day. Um, The, what, uh, and, you know, the community that we have here, we all got together and figured, yeah, what we have to do is get a new, deeper well, we had a meeting, we all, uh, you know, agreed to at that point that we will put together our funds and pay to get through this mess, which we've done and continue to do. Um, and that, so that's, that's
0: funds above and beyond the what monthly fee that you guys charge, right? Yeah.
2: Oh yes. Yes, of course. You know, a new well is, uh, I'm not going to quote numbers, but, yeah. uh, yeah. It's thirty to forty thousand dollars for the well itself. Yep. Then you have to make connections into your existing uh, pump house, mm-hmm. and. Um so, yeah, there's a lot of expenses there involved. And so, again, you're right. The money has all come out of our own pockets, basically. And uh, there's, you know, our community consists of a number of retirees. We have, uh, you know, a few folks that are uh, have disabilities. And a number of people have taken out loans and have uh, gone in and tapped their 401ks to provide the money. Because, as it turns out, we all need water. And there's no way to get it the um, what we, we had a glimmer of hope early back in uh, I guess it was July the state declared this emergency drought and an emergency drought funding, right which right uh, yeah so they uh, so we thought for a moment, well, we'll see if there is any money available for us. Well, you go to the website and the requirements to get money just as you read through it are you really need a project management structure to make sure you have uh, standard accounting procedures standard, uh, billing and documentation procedures all the way through this. Well, I can see a lot of people have stolen money from the state. So perhaps that's required. Right. I contacted the state, uh, DOE is, is running the fund. And, um, so I inquired about the, uh, w- what the availability is. And, um, you know, from that, as you might, might have heard earlier in the week, they said that, the uh, the water's essentially for public, uh, utility systems and for cities and such and not for private water association. So we were not, and we are not a eligible entity to uh, apply for funding. That's
0: crazy to me. Here we are in a drought. And by the way, this is the farming show. We were just hearing there from Kevin Mayock. He's the treasurer of the Baker view water association there in the Ferndale area. It's one of multiple water associations, small water associations in that area, providing residents and a local dairy farm with water for its cows, uh, To drink... Um, the fact that we're in a drought and, and I remember this was already being talked about, I want to say in May and June and the, the state was recognizing that there was a drought, but they were, uh, apparently reticent to declare an emergency. I know folks over in the Yakima area and other parts of the state, as well as in Skagit were chomping at the bit saying, we need you to declare an emergency to make some, you know, transfers possible, uh, as well as some funding possible to help, deal with the situation that mother nature is handing us. Then they finally made that decision late. According to some folks that we've talked about on this program, we had a dairy farmer down in uh, the Mount Vernon area, uh, uh, Jason Vanderkoy, on the program talking about this what, a month ago or so, and that did help them finally. It was, you know, a bit late, but still somewhat of a help. And here we are now finding out about what's happening in our own community where, yeah, Ecology does have money to help folks. They, uh, that is the agency to help people deal with a drought, yet the hoops that they have and the rules that they have make it impossible for this small community water association to to make it. And, and now they're having to shoulder the entire burden themselves, whereas other, should I say, potentially, uh, I don't know if richer is the right word, but, you know, a bigger systems, public systems that have more resources to begin with. Those are the ones that would qualify and they would help, but not the little guy. To me, that seems pretty upside down. W- where has that left you? Is there any option left if the state is saying, no, we won't won't help you out with
2: this? What's interesting also is, uh, you know, the state decided that the money's available for public utility districts and such. And, you know, but they're accepting our money in taxes. Exactly. And all of us in this community are paying our taxes that are funding this uh, emergency fund that, you know, so I and think it's not like be- the
0: state—it's not like the state of Washington is short on cash right now. For
2: crying out
0: loud, they've had record revenues, and now the carbon tax money that they're bringing in to the tune of over a billion—it's it, crazy. Why? Why can't they step up and do this?
2: Very good question.
0: Incredibly and- frustrating when we have real people and a real community suffering um, in a situation that. Again, is brought on by Mother Nature. What else are you supposed to do? This is what we're supposed to have these kinds of programs, these kinds of agencies for. Not the first time I've uh, expressed frustration about (laughs) these folks here on the program, and certainly with all the water rights fiascos that we have going on right now, thanks to that same department. um, It just piles on the frustration here with the bureaucracy. I get what you're saying, Kevin, about, you know, there needs to to be some controls and make sure that people aren't taking advantage of the government and and getting funding that they really shouldn't be. But for crying out loud, if we have a system that's incapable of responding when there is truly an emergency, as has been not just decided by someone, but decided by the state, yet they can't get past the bureaucracy and their own internal rules to actually help real people. That's upside down.
2: Yeah. the uh, You know, one thing it, I, it does illustrate is uh, for us as our community is we did all pull together and paid for it and got us. We're very close to being out of this problem by throwing a lot of, you know, paying our way through it. Yeah. So So, how
0: how has that worked? Again, this is the farming show. I'm Dylan Honkamp. We're talking with Kevin Mayock, uh, treasurer for the uh, Bakerview water association there in Ferndale that had their well run dry. Rod Erickson is a dairy farmer in that area. And uh, part of that water association relies on that water association uh, to water his cows. Um, Rod, I understand that the actual well for this association is, is there on the farm property?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, We've actually, we have, uh, at this point, we have drilled another one. We were fortunate to be able to go deeper. We got down to one depth, and we had to decide, okay, we didn't hit uh, enough bearing water. Do we go deeper, or do we call it quits? And if we called it quits, we still had to pay for the well that was drilled. Right. Well, we took the gamble and went deeper, and we at this point are pretty sure we've hit a good uh, water-bearing strata within that the big thing too is it's not just our well, but our surrounding uh, wells and associations are mm-hmm. running into the same same problem and trying to decide what to do.
0: Yeah, and, and you mentioned you know you you hit a certain level of of water, and it's not even just a level; like it can run in veins. It, hydrogeology is incredibly complex and can get confusing really fast and you're just hoping for the best when you poke a hole in the ground like that a really expensive hole by the way as has been mentioned here Um, and i know um, executive director for Watkin family farmers my colleague fred lickle here you know he was telling me that this was going on behind the scenes uh when you, you folks were working on that and and he was worried about it he, he was saying you know it's really hard to even put in a well like that and and manage to get good water he was worried that it wasn't going to work and thank the lord that it did um yeah. because it, it's producing okay for you guys now and and things are at least sustainable for the next while i know my my home well granted it's a lot uh shallower with the aquifer that that i have up that i'm live on top of up here but it ran dry so to speak and i actually had to lower my pump thank goodness that's still working for now but i know that feeling of can we make it through until we get enough rain to uh turn the aquifer around
2: well the, the well has not uh been is not producing yet there's a couple of other hurdles we have to get by right uh, and so we hope to have that available soon
0: good well uh, let's keep hoping for the the best on that and very frustrating that the state has been of no help when there is an actual legitimate bona fide emergency situation for a community um, the rules get in the way and it, that's incredibly frustrating to hear but certainly not the first time by any stretch that we've experienced that and talked about that here on this program. Um, so for now, the cows and the homes in that area have enough water. Uh, ho- hopefully we can get through the water. There is like over 300 feet down, isn't it?
1: Yes. It's uh, 350 feet down the where we're at right now.
0: And that's probably because you're up on those Ferndale Hills there too. So that puts you up a little higher above sea level. Um, Ron, you've dairied there for an awful long time. Have you, I know you were saying, uh, when you were talking with Jason Upton earlier in the week that you, you've never seen anything like this before.
1: Well, we've, we've, uh, you know, we've had problems with, uh, you know, breakage or whatever, but we've never had the problem with our deep well, not producing. And, you know, they talk about how dry this year is, but I think there've been years back that I can say, or have been just as dry yeah. or, you know. Uh, it's, yeah, I think it the records will bear that on.
0: out. We've had droughts before.
1: Yeah. You bet. Yeah.
0: Well, I I wonder, I mean, things have changed there in terms of who's all using water, how much water is being used from the aquifer. I know the city of Ferndale used to pull their water from the river. And um, years ago, I remember reporting on, not that many years ago, I want to say five, 10 years ago or so, um, the city of Ferndale moved their point of withdrawal off the river and, and to wells. So I, I wonder, you know, how some of these things start to affect the others, and the others that have been there for a long time. I mean, is that part of the equation? Is is more wells drawing more water out of that aquifer?
2: Well, you 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 know, it kind of makes sense. I've heard the aquifer referred to as a bathtub, right? Yep. And so, uh, you know, the more people sucking water out of the bathtub,
1: the quicker the level drops. Yep. So, yeah, I can't, uh, we, um, we can't really, uh, you know, you can't accuse anybody of one being more, than the other, but we got to remember in our area, especially here, where there's way more houses and way more people, so we're all using more water. Yep. And uh, that supply, I guess, eventually uh, you probably use up the whole works in the bathtub. Yep.
0: Yeah. And and that's exactly uh, why we have said, you know, as water rights water supply water access has become such a concern in recent years uh, Mm -hmm. not only because of hot and dry summers that we've experienced but because of what's happening with fish and our streams and the questions over water rights and the massive amount of legal issues connected to all that and the history of what's happened at the state level uh this is this underscores what we've been saying all along is to deal with these issues, we will need to collaborate as an entire community. We cannot segment this out piece by piece uh, because different people are affected in different ways and have different needs. So we have to work to, together as a community to find actual solutions to, to things like this rather than lining up and deciding who's first in line and you know those with more seniority get it and those with less get cut off. and it, 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 That's not a sustainable future for our entire community and this is playing out again here part of the twin problems that we talk about that uh, a water rights adjudication lawsuit doesn't uh, address which is too much water in, around here in the winter and flooding you know even flooding there in Ferndale we had it in Linden we had devastating flooding in Everson and Nooksack and Sumas um, in in the wintertime and now, not enough in the summer. We have to come up with a better solution. We have to be able to store water, manage our water system better than we are right now uh rod erickson dairy farmer out uh, in the ferndale area as well as kevin mayock the uh, treasurer for the bakerview water association best of luck to you guys hopefully you get those approvals done for that uh new hole in the ground and things uh get producing well and hopefully we get more rain soon to start uh, replenishing these aquifers as the rains do every year uh here in our region thank you to both of you for being on the show this morning
2: thank you thank you